Hi, everybody. Welcome to Healthcare Americana, the podcast that explores the true definition of healthcare. Today's, a, a, again, a special episode, and we have a, uh, a new partnership to announce uh, with the Free Market Medical Association and Freedom Health Works. Um, this is a, something that we've been uh, pretty excited to announce for quite a while here. And what this means is that within Freedom Health Works and with Direct Primary Care, joining forces with the Free Market Medical Association and using Healthcare Americana as a vehicle to help spread the good word of direct care in general and all the benefits it brings to employers, patients, and physicians across the nation. This is uh, the new format that we're going to have going forward here uh, using the FMMA. So we're going to be highlighting and um, really getting a chance to talk in depth with a lot of their members and their founders and their team to tell their stories. And they are pretty incredible stories too. So they, they deserve to be told here. And both organizations thought that Healthcare Americana was going to be the best way to do that. So again, we're super excited to have these guys on board and we look forward to doing a lot of great things together. From the Freedom HealthWorks Network, this is Healthcare Americana. Today's guest is James Donovan, Executive Director of the Free Market Medical Association. If we could just get 10% of the healthcare industry to adopt transparency, it will grow and grow. We've seen that in Oklahoma City when Dr. Smith first posted his prices online. It sort of started a revolution here in Oklahoma because other providers realized they had to compete with what he was doing. They were losing business to the cash-paying, self-funded employers, so they had to change their model. So what will define our success is when the hospitals and insurance companies have to start changing changing their business practices in order to compete with the growing free market. And now, here's your Healthcare Americana host, Christopher Habig. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Christopher Habig. Welcome back to Healthcare Americana. As I mentioned in the introduction here, I am joined by James Donovan, the Executive Director of the Free Market Medical Association. James, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Now, this is a fun, uh, fun virtual uh, episode because... What I get to enjoy about these things is that we're half a country away, and we've been on we've been talking to each other for quite a while, trying to get something in place here um, to align Healthcare Americana, health, align Freedom Health Works, and align the Free Market Medical Association. So I'm glad that we finally came to an agreement here, and I'm I'm excited to work together and and push both of our uh, what is what is more of a shared uh, mission and shared vision forward. Yeah, it's a, it's a great opportunity. I'm very pleased for us to have the opportunity to partner with you guys. When I saw your mission, I felt like your mission really aligns with the mission of the FMMA in particular. You guys are doing great work with uh, direct care, and uh, I think we can work r- really well together. Yeah, I appreciate that too, and I only echo all the all that sentiment uh, back to the FMMA. So this serves as the official announcement that. Healthcare Americana is now the official podcast of the Free Market Medical Association. James, I think that's got a pretty good ring to it, don't you? I think so. <laughs> yeah, we we have really wanted to find an opportunity to bring our message to a larger audience on a national scale. And you guys are doing great work and would love to be a part of what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to give a rundown uh, for our listeners of what exactly this means for us. So this doesn't mean that we're going to be changing, um, you know, wholesale or anything like that on either side of these organizations, but it's going to be more of a mutual benefit in how we can help each other. So, you know, an impact on listeners, um, what the Free Market Medical Association and, and you by extension are going to be bringing to the table 
is access to so many more stories from across the country. So tell us a little bit about um, what you envision um, as Healthcare Americana is the official podcast. Well, the Free Market Medical Association really grew out of the uh, relationship between the Surgery Center of Oklahoma and the Kempton Group, which is a an independent TPA in Oklahoma City. So really, uh, the FMMA is bringing buyers and sellers of healthcare together. And that had a lot of success in Oklahoma and has really grown. And people started asking uh, Keith Smith with the Surgery Center of Oklahoma and Jay Kempton, well, how did you guys do this in Oklahoma? And how was it so successful? And people wanted to replicate that in other places. So they founded the Free Market Medical Association a little over five five years ago, almost six years ago, uh, to really be um, almost like an evangelistic message for the free market movement. And so over the course of those five or six years, when we've grown to about 400 members in just about every state in the, in the U.S., we have about 26 uh, local chapters that are meeting on a regular basis. So uh, we do have a lot of success stories that need to be told. Yeah, it's really those stories that uh, that piqued our interests when we first started chatting. So it's not just um, doctors telling people how they started up their practices, but these are real interactions between companies and between the benefits between people in the insurance industry who get it, that there needs to be a quick and uh, relatively sudden change of winds because the direction we're going is just unsustainable. And that's really one of the attractive parts of, uh, of being able to partner together. So wanted to hear your thoughts on that. And, and I know that you said you had 400 members, but um, not all of those are medical professionals. And it's a wide gamut, wide array of, of people from different types of industries, right? Yeah, we, we in the free market, we, we like to say that, you know, a free market is driven by a voluntary exchange between buyers and sellers. So really the only, the only two essential people that you need in that direct exchange are the buyer and the seller. So we have sellers would be our providers, doctors, uh, surgeons, uh, surgery centers that are part of the organization, but they also have sellers, uh, buyers, and those would be primarily self-funded employers. Of course, any individual, every individual in the United States who is a, a buyer of healthcare could be a member of the FMMA. Then the third area we we call facilitators and those people are not necessarily essential to the transaction of of healthcare but um, if they provide value in the transparent marketplace we want them to be members of the FMMA so we have a growing number of brokers consultants independent TPAs that are out there that are helping facilitate this growing market yeah you mentioned the word transparent um, that is something that I know we mentioned this, uh, we like to beat this drum a lot within this organization, that transparency is something that is so lacking within the healthcare industry that it's almost frustrating, it's kind of funny, it's kind of sad, but being able to loop in people who understand that and say, you know what, I'm not going to hide fees anymore, I'm going to tell people what it costs, I'm going to tell people what the price is, and you know what, I'm going to make make a profit off of it because that's their right as as business owners, but the transparency aspect is something that is so refreshing to hear from your side. And you mentioned a lot of times that the FMA looks to unite these, these uh, islands of excellence. And I just love that term. So tell us a little bit about 
these islands of excellence and a lot of the the three pillars that the FMMA tries to uphold uh, across the country as it brings in chapters and members? Yeah, our three pillars that we hold to are price, value, and equality. So all of that really hinges on transparency. Uh, Price, obviously a market cannot work without the price system. The economist Ludwig von Mises really demonstrated that when socialism came on the scene, he said that the downfall of socialism was inevitable because there was not a genuine price system that came from the market. So anytime a central planner tries to impose a price that really distorts everything and you really don't know how much to produce of a product. So really start with price. You have to have a transparent price. You also have to have value and you also have to have equality. And equality just means that there should be a market plot price that is available. The cash price should be available to everyone. You're not cutting special interest uh, discounts or hey, it's a different price for you, a different price for you, or uh, the ubiquitous question we always hear when we're talking to clients and doctors that, uh, well, it depends on your insurance card. So none of that, none of that exists uh, within these three pillars. And so it's, I, it's brilliant messaging. It, it really, really is. So I wanted to go back to, uh, you touched upon the founding of the FMMA uh, real briefly there a few minutes ago. So I want to circle back to that. You mentioned the FMMA was started by Dr. Keith Smith, uh, Surgery Center of Oklahoma, and Jay Kempton. What was it really that motivated these guys to do that? And what has the response been? I know you said you're growing growing pretty quickly in the past five years, but this is something that they've been in business for a while. It didn't just pop up five years ago, especially, um, you know, I know within the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. So was it one thing over another that really what led to this watershed moment of, hey, we need to do this now? Yeah, well, you know, I think the passing of the Affordable Care Act probably pushed this along in a lot of ways. Uh, Jay Kempton's family had been an independent TPA for 50 years. So it's a, it was a generational business. And he had really thought about getting out of the business when the Affordable Care Act was passed because he just felt like, hey, there's really not much opportunity for me to provide a lot of value to my um, clients anymore. And someone introduced him to uh, Keith Smith of the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. Surgery Center of Oklahoma had been around for, you know, maybe 15 or so years. A lot of his clients had come from Canada. Those are people who had coverage, but they just didn't necessarily, that didn't mean they had access to quality care. They they came right. from from Canada to the Surgery Center. So, he had cash buyers there, but once once he connected with uh, Jay Kempton and realized that a self-funded employer is a cash buyer, then that's where it really took off, and uh, re- the Surgery Center of Oklahoma grew tremendously as a result of that partnership. And so then, you know, people st- started to see and recognize, you know, the success that was going on there. And people were starting to ask Dr. Smith, hey, are you going to start a surgery center of Kansas or a surgery center of Texas? We need <laughs> uh-huh. to expand this because it's oh, yeah. so successful there. And, uh, you know, he didn't have any desire to do that. And so both of them just decided, hey, the best thing we could do, because we're get, getting asked a lot of questions, to how do we kind of replicate what you guys are doing? So they're solution was to start the Free Market Medical Association as a way to help educate others to do what they've done. Oh, that's great. I mean, on, on multiple levels there, it's, it's showing that the U.S. is capable of actually bringing in medical tourism dollars. 
which is something that I, I believe is a very untapped market. Um, you hear a lot of people going overseas to get basic surgeries, and um, there's a lot of money that happened, a lot of money that flows out doing that. So to hear that Canada, with their incredible uh, healthcare system, quote unquote, um, that a lot of people like to talk about, uh, they're coming to the U.S. to get that care, and you know that's something that we always like to do: is separate coverage does not equal care. We like to separate those entire concepts and ideas. Absolutely, and they're finding that. Uh, you know, 60, maybe 60% of the uh, patients coming to the Surgery Center of Oklahoma are actually coming from other states within the U.S. So employers are finding that they can save so much money by finding a transparent cash provider that they are willing to fly their employees across the country to Oklahoma, put them in a hotel for a week, give them a per diem, and still save $10,000 on a surgical procedure. It's insane. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No wonder they want to replicate that model. I can understand how that can be attractive in different areas. <laughs> so, so yeah, that is, it's an absolutely incredible story. And um, so that led, that led them to the founding of the FMMA. And that led to us talking here today because you are uh, what I'm going to consider relatively new to the FMMA. So what attracted you to become the executive director of this organization? Well, I have been a follower of free market economics for 20 years since just after college, I I became interested in free market economics, reading people like Thomas Sowell, Milton Friedman eventually led me to uh, the Austrian School of Economics, Uh, Mises, Hayek, um, Murray Rothbard, very influential in my philosophy. I'd worked in education for the last 15 years, primarily marketing and development, higher education and some private education. So all of my background is really in education and marketing. And about three years ago, I started working for the Mises Institute, which is, I think, sort of the worldwide leader in free market economics uh, from a philosophical standpoint. And that's where I've met Dr. Keith Smith, who was you know, heavily influenced by all those free market thinkers. And what really drew me to what Dr. Smith was doing is that he didn't just have these ideas, but he was actually putting them into practice and making some real world changes and disruption. And I think that's really what we need in our country right now, especially in healthcare and education, is we need more disruptors. We need people that are taking these principles and they're applying them and they're finding ways to basically make the free market work again. It's been suppressed by government intervention for so long that we really need people that can figure out how to circumvent the system and start a free market again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about within Freedom Health Works that you know our whole vision, our whole reason of being is see if we can jumpstart this entirely separate free market healthcare alternative, not dealing with third party, not trying to play by the same old rules guys in this mess, but build a system that is going to be viable, completely separate and uphold all the hallmarks of what we consider to be direct care. It's the simplicity of it. It's the transparency. It's the value. And is that relationship just between a patient and a physician? And there are other ancillaries that pop into that, as we've discussed. But the big thing is that they got to add value. You know, gone are going to be the days where you can take a big rip or a big percentage on, on a transaction just for shuffling papers around. So, yeah. again... You know, just a total a total alignment of uh, of mission there between the two companies. So I wanted to ask you, under your direction, under your leadership, where do you want to see the FMMA go uh, within the next few years here? 
Yeah, that's that's a I guess a big undertaking. You know, obviously we want to continue to educate and connect buyers and sellers and foster this growing market. But more and more, we really feel like we are revolutionaries. We want to help fuel the fire of a revolution that is taking place. And, and I feel like there is a quiet revolution taking place that is, is starting to be heard on a national level. And we saw the executive order that was passed by Donald Trump. And so transparency has become at least part of the language out there. And people are starting to at least talk about it. Our role, I feel like, is to continue to clarify what true transparency looks like by helping foster you know, our members to be successful because ultimately, I think the bad guys are going to try to hijack the term transparency and come up with something that they say is transparent. It's not truly transparent. Yeah, they throw some marketing dollars at it and uh, it changes the audience perspective, <laughs> right? right? So, so our goal, I mean, if you look at the American revolution in this country, it was just a tiny, maybe 10% of the country really wanted to fight this revolution against the British. Really, it really doesn't take a large group. It takes maybe 10%. If we could just get 10% of, of the healthcare industry to adopt transparency, it will grow and grow. I mean, we've seen that in Oklahoma City when Dr. Smith first posted his prices online. It sort of started a revolution here in Oklahoma because other providers started to realize that they had to compete with what he was doing. They were losing business to the cash-paying, self-funded employers, so they had to change their model. So what will define our success is when the hospitals and insurance companies have to start changing their business practices in order to compete with the growing free market. Right, right. Now, in your experience, do you, do you feel like it is a, uh, it's an issue that people who want to purchase the transparent, the cash-based medicine are having a hard time finding the physicians and the experts who are providing those services? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think a lot of employers might feel like there aren't enough providers out there currently. So we definitely want to grow, grow that supply side, the supply and demand. I mean, that's the chicken or the egg thing seems to be that uh, there are, there are buyers, especially uh, self-funded employers that think that, oh yeah, we'd love to do this, but we just need more providers. And obviously you guys see the other side of it with physicians that would like to go to a direct care model that might be apprehensive because they feel like they don't have enough buyers. They've bought into the idea that they need to be part of a network in order to have consumers. So I think a lot of what this, this, um, this movement is really about returning entrepreneurship to healthcare on both sides. Yeah, I like that. Um, I was having a conversation with uh, with a physician who was not a, a DPC physician, but uh, somebody who wanted to do it. And he said, hey, you guys and companies like you are the ones out there healing the healers. It's helping people stay in a practice longer. It's it's driving up job, job satisfaction with that entrepreneurial mindset that, um, hey, you, doc, you're going to be the one calling the shots now. And the hard part, um, depending where you are in this country, is okay, if you are there as a physician, if you're in that mindset now, where are the patients going to come from? Because there's a big educational gap that exists between what I'm going to consider the, the amount of medical professionals who know that this is a real and a beneficial way of practicing for them and for their lifestyles. And then the people who are just almost chained to their insurance policies who say, well, that's great. Um, 
I have great insurance, which means that I don't even know who my doctor is, really. Or the people you say you hear say, you know, I'm healthy, I don't see the doctor anyways. And my question following that line of thinking is when somebody finds out, let's talk about an individual patient, when they find out that there is a direct care uh, alternative in their community, whether it's a DPC or whether it's a cash-based surgery center, what can they do to get their companies on board? And how does the FMMA then assist those companies um, in finding the best options? Yes. Um, our employers are primarily brought into our organization through a third-party administrator like the Kempton Group or a consultant advisor like Health Rosetta, David Contorno, Dave Chase, and those guys, because they are have developed a new model where they're not being paid by the insurance carriers, but they're being paid basically to contain the costs for the employer. So they have an incentive to actually help this employer save money. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is they're developing really a free tier health plan, a self-funded health plan that is free to the employee. And so, for instance, the KIP, Kempton Group now has a group called uh, Kempton Preferred Providers, which is more than 100 providers now that are cash providers that they can go to an employer and say, hey, if your employee goes to these providers, then there's no out-of-pocket, no deductible for them. Wow. Yeah, that's big. And it probably all kinds of benefits going back to that company too, because they have control over those costs. They know what things are going to cost now. Yeah. And a big value to our members is our Shop Health website, which we really have developed over the last year. And that's uh, really coming along. And the value to our members there is that they can post their cash prices online all in one place. So as the FMMA grows, we're going to be doing a lot more marketing and outreach to push consumers and employers to the Shop Health website. Oh, that's great. That's great. So acting more of as a marketplace to be that connection between uh, people who are interested and finding the best direct care type of services out there, huh? Yeah. And the other piece to this is that, I mean, we have a lot of facilitator vendors that are joining the FMMA as well. It's, it's really amazing to see that there are, are entrepreneurs and innovators out there that are seeing the value in what we're doing and what you guys are doing. And they are developing software tools that can connect DPC practices with employers. Uh, I just spoke with someone today, actually, that you know is working to basically build, they've, they've built a site for specialists to be able to offer cash prices on their website that can then, you know, move the patient sort of up, starting from, you know, direct care and then being able to take them to a cash provider if they need the surgery. And that's, that's why what you guys are doing is so important because, I mean, ultimately, employers and buyers, they, they're, they're going to save the most money on health care on the major surgeries. But in order to get there, you have to start with the direct primary care piece and make sure that they're being directed to the proper uh, providers in the first place. Yeah, I totally agree. And and what you get um, is you can cut out a lot of waste too, because people are taking the time to spend with you and there's no quotas to hit. You know, there's there's all these scary stories about hospital systems where their their surgeons are required to operate on one one out of three people who walk into the exam room or walk into you know to anybody any surgeon's office. One out of three of them has to go into surgery for them to make their revenue model. 
And, you know, that's flat out scary. But in this sense, I don't think uh, any quotas exist uh, for many DPC physicians sending people to surgery because everybody is there to try to help that person rather than try to help their own bottom lines. And with that, we'll be back in 30 seconds after a quick message from our sponsors. Whether you're a patient, employer, or physician, the Free Market Medical Association can facilitate and assist you in your free market healthcare journey. The foundation of our association is built upon three pillars, price, value, and equality, with complete transparency in everything we do. Our goal is simple, match willing buyers with willing sellers of valuable healthcare services. Join us and help accelerate the growth of the free market healthcare revolution. For more information on the Free Market Medical Association, visit fmma.org. And we're back. Thanks again for joining us. Once again, we're here with James Donovan, the Executive Director of the Free Market Medical Association. Uh, James, I wanted to ask you here. So we, we discussed our uh, the FMMA's membership. You have 400 members again, about 26 different chapters. I wanted to learn a little bit more about what those chapters constitute and who are the people who are starting these chapters, running them, and what does that look like from a, from a chapter point of view? Well, we don't direct those chapters to do to uh, operate in a uniform manner. Every chapter is a little bit different. Uh, we do like for there to be a seller involved as one of the chapter leaders, um, but it can also be a facilitator. Uh, so it just depends on the area. But in most cases, it's a DPC practice or maybe even like a good consultant facilitator or someone that has a, a network of people in the in the community and what they're doing is they are meeting and just discussing you know direct contracts bundled pricing and various things that you know just to help you know educate the community bring in more employers to educate them on this movement so there's really not one exact way that it works but uh, we are here to offer resources and educational tools for those chapters to function well. That's great. It goes back to what I mentioned earlier about the FMMA and, and uniting these islands of excellence. I just, I love that term. And it's, uh, it's great to see that you guys are living that and espousing those beliefs all the way from chapters all the way up to the top there. So um, James, last question for you here. I always like to get people's thoughts uh, on, on this and looking at your crystal ball and, you know, tell us, uh, tell us, and all the listeners out there, what do you think's next for healthcare in the U.S.? Well, obviously, more and more people are looking for solutions. I think people on both sides know that there's a problem. I mean, I see people on the right and the left, both basically, they, they all understand that that healthcare is broken, and as uh, some people have said recently, it's not really broken. It works exactly the way it was designed to work. Um, <laughs> so true. It, it, true. Was, it was really built to um, enrich, you know, the cartels, as Dr. Smith would like to say, and I agree with him, uh, that are out there. So healthcare, I think we just want the free market to stay legal, I think. And if, 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 <laughs> yeah. if the free market is not um, outlawed, then it will work. I mean, people gravitate toward the free market. And actually, because of the passage of, of the Affordable Care Act, more and more people have actually gone into this market. And this market and movement have grown, has grown because of the push for more government control of healthcare, ironically, because that's pushed people's 
uh, deductibles higher, uh, their premiums. I think I've heard you guys and others, you know, mention recently that, you know, the average premium for a household has gone to $20,000. Yep. Yep. First time ever. People experience this and you think, well, okay, if my premiums are going up, you know, I should be getting, you know, better coverage, obviously, you would think normally, but then you get bills from your hospital provider and you realize that, hey, maybe the insurance really wasn't doing me a lot of good in the first place. So I'm very optimistic, actually, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm optimistic because from my standpoint, having only been with the FMMA for just a few months now, I'm seeing this growing number of consumers that are looking for solutions, looking for uh, lower cost, high value, and, and more and more employers are, especially at the CEO and CFO level, are looking into how they can reduce their healthcare expense. For, for so many years, they had just sort of uh, handed that over to the HR department thinking that, okay, healthcare is out of our control. You know, there's nothing we can do about it. It's going to naturally increase like inflation, you know, and taxes. It's just some <laughs> something that's inevitable. Um, but I think that's not the case anymore. So I'm very optimistic. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Well, James, always a pleasure to, to chat with you. If anybody's interested in joining the FMMA or learning more about it, what's the best way to go about that? Yeah, the best way would be to go to our website, fmma.org. And if you're interested in Shop Health, you can go to shophealth.org or shophealth.fmma.org. But our website uh, will provide you all the information about the FMMA and how to join as a member, how to become involved with local chapter. You can see where those local chapters are located. And you don't have to be a member to attend a local chapter meeting. So um, there are a lot of ways to get involved, even not as a member. We just want people to uh, join this movement in some way and help us uh, spread the word. Well, James, thanks for joining us here. Love what you guys are doing. So keep up the good work. All right. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Healthcare Americana. Thanks for tuning in for all of our episodes and latest news on Healthcare Americana. Be sure to check out our website at healthcareamericana.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Healthcare Americana. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podchaser, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And tell your friends and colleagues to download and listen to all Healthcare Americana shows at freedomhealthworks.com. 